We are here for our Smart Time uh, talk. These are our, our weekly episodes. They happen every Wednesday at 7 o'clock East Coast time, Fort Myers Beach time. Southwest Florida. Southwest Florida, time, yeah. right below Naples. Ooh. Anyway, uh, so we're here to uh, talk tonight. Our topic is cholesterol from confusion to clarity. And, oh, my goodness, talk about confusion. There's a yeah, ton, ton, ton exhausting. of it. Sandy! Yes. So uh, we're going to get into that tonight. Yeah. Before we do, a couple things. One, we just put out our cholesterol blog post that really takes a deep dive into this topic. Uh, so if you want to learn more about this, you can go to our blog. That's shiftformula.com, and then you'll see the blog in the navigation menu. I'm Charlie. <laughs> this is Barb McDermott. Our company is Shift Formula, mm-hmm. and we help uh, individuals get out of health chaos, certainly cholesterol, diabetes, weight gain, cravings, diabetes um, type 1. We had some Pretty impressive, awesome news uh, yes, earlier yeah. this week. You want to you want to share that, or oh, I guess like right now, or you want to just yeah, yeah, and the then we'll thing. get into the topic while we're waiting for everyone to jump on here. Okay, well, I guess uh, it was our family, it was our daughters. That is that the, that the, we have we always have so much good news. Is I that know, the good news I we're know. talking about? So, spe- much, spe- so much good news to talk about, but yes, that's you know, the good news. Those of us in the diabetes world know all about insulin, right? We know we use insulin to manage blood sugars, and there are different degrees of diabetes. Type 2 can get so lousy that insulin is needed to be injected. Type 1 doesn't make any insulin. So they got to live their whole life managing blood sugars with an external source of insulin. It's just not in any way pleasant or fun or mm. anything. It's, it's, it's exhausting and it never is exactly right. So you're always kind of a little bit like beating up failure mode, trying to catch up. When, long story short, you know, we teach in here in our insiders literally how to live on less insulin because all of us, even my pancreas that works just fine with insulin, when we learn how to live needing less insulin, everything gets better. Cholesterol gets better. Heart disease, like I'm not going to worry about that. Alzheimer's, not going to worry about that. Waste weight gets better. Cravings go away. We are enthused about life again. We are energized. Could I go on? Yeah. So, the good news is finally. I, I know. Why well, explain that? Why insulin? You know, is important to everybody. I thought you were just going right? to say, "Hey, here's the good news." Well, I'm I'm messing with you. You need, the, you need the background, right? So she, our daughter Erin is a type one diabetic who has to inject insulin. She went for six days without taking any of the insulin that's required for when you're eating. You know, she you take a little bit of insulin as a background once a day, all the time. And then on top of that, there's other insulin be taken. So for six days, she went without any extra injections for, for meals. And that's crazy phenomenal because anyone who's a type one out there and hearing this, I know I would've been like, wait a minute, how, did, how the hell did she do that? Mm-hmm. And it's not that she didn't take insulin, it's that she, she didn't need. Didn't need it. Didn't, didn't need, need the insulin. Yeah. So she knows how to do it whenever she wants. Yeah. Bingo, this, bango. This day and age, whether you're type 1, type 2, if you're insulin dependent, you know, um, with the expensive. pricing, or the uh, prices of insulin. It's mm-hmm. been headline news for the past few yeah. months. And uh, my goodness, you know, we look at what the amount of our insulin Erin used. I mean, it seems like we were ordering her supplies, her insulin, almost like every month, well, years ago. We go through it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, to, Last time she ordered was months and months and months it's ago. It's been a long time. Yeah. yeah. So talk yeah. about the savings. And, and she's f- f- 
she had that place in her life where she she has her own insurance. She pays her own insurance. She buys her own supplies, pays for her own supplies, self-sufficient. She's running her own business. And, you know, seven years ago, we didn't think that was even in, remotely uh, in her future. Even, yeah. Because diabetes was, was winning. Back then, diabetes was winning. Now we know how to make ourselves yeah. win. So yeah. that's cool. All right. Well, good, good, good. And and of course, those of you who've been following us, you know that it's all related, whether it's diabetes, cholesterol, weight gain, cravings, uh, the other diabetes, type 2, and mm-hmm. certainly, you know, these other chronic conditions that we also lump in there, heart disease, cancer, fibromyalgia, yeah. chronic pain, yep. brain health, all related yep. and, yeah. and consistent with what we're going to talk about tonight. Mm-hmm. So welcome, everyone. Again, I'm Charlie. This is Barb. We are here. Hey, Phil. Uh, we're here for smart time, and tonight's topic is, and I'm glad I wrote it down because uh, you never want to forget cholesterol, cholesterol from, from confusion, confusion to, to clarity. clarity. And uh, as we started out, there is no probably bigger topic uh, in the health. It's exhausting field because it's complicated. Than, than cholesterol. You know, who takes the time to dig down and understand it? But it, it's complicated. But but after you go through it and explain it all, it's like. Oh my goodness, it's so simple. We can just do this? Yeah, we can just do that. Yeah, yeah. So uh, so our goal tonight is to take away a lot of this, strip away the confusion. We're going to get into a couple of things. I thought a good start tonight uh, would be, let's just talk about heart disease. And and how does that even develop? Okay, well, one of the best ways to solve problems is to kind of work backwards, right? What? Well, first of all, when it comes to cholesterol... The only reason any of us would be fearful of or worried or anxious about it is because we think it's going to lead to heart disease. And heart disease is a broad term for lots of different kind of things that can go wrong, right, within this cardiovascular muscle that pumps oxygen-rich nutrient blood all over our body, right? Right. So what happens is the lining of our blood vessels, I always use a garden hose as an example, right? A garden hose is, you know long tube through which fluid flows and it works great when the hose is fresh and new and flexible and pliable and all that but over time that hose can develop wear and tear literally right i'm dragging it across the concrete who knows what i'm doing the sun bakes it and gets drier well the same thing happens to our tubing our vessels we can develop areas where either it's developing kind of like patchwork on it and it gets the walls become thicker and they become like less flexible. They become harder. So then the diameter that the water, the blood is shooting through gets narrower and narrower, right? That's hypertension. Now the same amount of blood is being pumped through a smaller area and puts more pressure on the walls. That's high blood pressure or hypertension, right? Or it can get to the point where it's so clogged that enough oxygen-rich blood is not getting where it needs to go. And if it, if that happens and it interrupts the fueling of the brain, we can have a stroke. Or if it interrupts enough uh, blood supply to the heart itself, we can have a heart attack, right? And that's also why, I guess, you know, why you know, leading up to a heart attack, probably this is years in the making, right? right? Obviously, your energy just wanes and wanes because your your muscles... Prior to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're getting less and less and less oxygen. And has anyone ever experienced that? You know, I know some of you out there have like, why am I feeling lethargic? Why am I looking a little gray? Yeah. And we saw that happen in some family friends. Right. You know, all of our, you know, we're trying to get blood all of these fingertips and all the way down to the toes. (laughs) 
it's going to take some good pressure. Plus, here's the thing. If we're developing um, a thickening of the blood vessels themselves that are leading to our heart, our macro vessels, you know, macrovascular vessels, our micro, the smaller toes and fingers, microvascular vessels can also be developing the same kind of problem. That's how neuropathy starts. Hmm. I can't feel my feet. That's also, you know, restless leg. When the nerves are uh, bothered, fibromyalgia. Hmm. All of these are different versions or different degrees <laughs> of that what, what's manifested. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so here's the thing. Once you really understand all this science, you, you we realize we're all at risk yeah. if we don't really understand what's going on. So let's go back to those blood vessels. So how the heck do they get compromised in the first place well when we think about the human body you know it works the human body is designed not just to survive but literally to thrive it depends upon what we're putting into it on a daily basis that determines the outcome on the inside okay so one of the basic things is we eat right why do we eat we we eat because for we eat for fuel I know the world will try and pull you over here that you're, you, you're eating to get nutrients. Not really. They come in along for the ride, but our body makes just about everything it needs to survive beautifully. So really the primary reason for eating is fuel. Okay. Yeah. And there's two kinds yeah. of fuel that come into us. There's fat and there's glucose. Okay. Uh, so this fat, protein, and carbohydrate, carbohydrate is glucose, fat is fat fuel. I'll tell you, whoever named science words needs to have a little smacking because things like type 1 diabetes and type 2 diabetes, they're two separate things, like so different, right? Fat and fat and fat and fat, yo, right? There's all kinds of fat. So dietary fat, we think, somehow clogs our interior. No, no, no. Here's the other thing to think about. When I have fat cooking on a cooktop, bacon, fat left over in the pan, you know, when we heat it up, what is it? Is it a solid or is it a liquid? Well, it's a liquid, right? Well, we're heated up on the inside. There is no fat that is solid inside your blood vessels, everybody. It's all moving and grooving. It's called a triglyceride. Three molecules of fat hooked together, flowing through. That's fuel, okay? Mm. But when glucose from carbohydrate or protein in excess that also became like carbohydrate, glucose, that's the fuel. That's the fuel that actually causes wear and tear on our blood vessels, okay? So you think about any of us who have been to a spa once in a while and have had an exfoliation treatment. They don't rub fat on your skin. In fact, we do rub fat on our skin oftentimes with lotions, don't we? Mm. They rub sugar on your skin because it's abrasive. That is what's literally abrasive to our internal blood vessels. Should I keep going? So number one, we eat something. Number two, what we eat digests into well, it stays fat, yay, or it digests into glucose, Meh, not as good, okay? And when that builds up over time, that does a wear and tear on our delicate blood vessels. How does that happen? Okay, here's what happens. When sugar meets water and oxygen, 
something called oxidation occurs. Take an apple, slice it in half, put it on your countertop, walk away for a half hour, come back. What has happened to that apple? I feel like saying, Michael, what has happened to that apple? It's turned brown, right? Yeah. It's, it's nature's, you don't eat it. <laughs> it's nature's <laughs> rusting. It's, it's, it's a form of rust. Well, the same thing happens to us. Hmm. We are nature. We have oxygen. We have fluid. So what is what that's called is AGE, an advanced glycation end product. And that becomes a thing all by itself. It's actually its own thing that it's really, it's a little alien scary, but very exciting when you understand it because you can avoid it so easily. So glycation, that word gly, glyc, glycate, glucose, it all comes from that base word sugar. So this advanced glycation end product resulted from sugar molecules that are broken down by the body because too much sugar in our bloodstream, as we just heard, is abrasive and it's toxic to life. So the body has a bunch of different pathways. Hey, sweep it into fat cells and turn it into fat. Okay. Sweep it into muscle cells and store it as glycogen. Okay. Sweep it into the liver, also store as glycogen. Okay. But each of those are finite. The muscle storage, the liver storage, there's a capacity. Okay. Hmm. And when it comes to fat storage, you know, your body will like try and like parcel out. Okay. I'll send some to fat and some of it I'm going to break down. And that's where those molecules of glucose attach to proteins. And you think to yourself, proteins. Okay. Proteins. Everything in our body is made of proteins and fat. Nothing in our body is made of glucose. Nothing about us is made of sugar. We're all made of fat and protein. This is why eating fat and protein trumps eating glucose over and over again. We're made out of fat and protein. So where would I find protein in my blood vessels? In the entire lining of my Hmm. blood vessels. Hmm. So these little molecules of sugar are going to stick to the lining. And them sticking there, kind of, it changes the, the function of it. It's, I always use this, walking with, um, Cotton candy candy on a boardwalk. It's beautiful, soft, fluffy glucose at its finest sugar. And then what happens as soon as a breeze hits it, it's crusty and sticky. And trying to get it off your kid's hands is like you got to scrub it off. (laughs) That's what's really happening inside of us. Now, it takes time and years for that to build up. That's pretty much what's happening. (laughs) And then here is finally where we even use the word cholesterol. So picture your inner hose, your hosiery, hosing, that has either wear and tear from the abrasiveness of sugar flowing through your bloodstream or the the attachment of sugar molecules to proteins. Both of those, well, the AGEs cause inflammation because your body's like, that's not right. Let's send some, let's send something to rescue that area. And then my wear and tear, that's not cool. I don't have tears in my blood vessels. Do you want to leak into your body with blood? I don't. So cholesterol comes to the rescue to actually patch any tears that we have. And listen to this. Cholesterol is the Band-Aid. Where there is inflammation or wear and tear, there had been high blood sugar. It only comes from the blood sugar, everybody. Whenever there's high blood sugar, what else is there floating around everybody? The thing Aaron went out without for six days. Well, not completely, but insulin. So you know what insulin does? Insulin 
after the cholesterol patches our tear for us, and we could be thanking good gosh for insulin. I mean, for uh, cholesterol, insulin is a growth hormone. So with its presence, it actually triggers the smooth muscle cells of the interior of our lining to smooth over that patch. And it kind of thickens that area a little bit for reinforcement. Hmm. So it's not cholesterol. It's insulin again. Right? So what we really need to do is what? Get rid of insulin? Well, we can't. We need that to live. Get rid of cholesterol? Oh, we can't. We need that to live. Get rid of the wear and tear? there's a pill for that. Yeah, we can get rid of the wear and tear. So the world will nudge us to make less cholesterol. When actually what we should be doing is making less wear and tear from carbohydrate-based eating. So instead of attacking the symptom, we go to the core issue, to the yeah, source. Yeah, of course, right. Yeah. 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 And you're not even attacking the symptom. You're attacking, you're attacking the solution. Yeah, yeah. Like we're, we're well, attacking the yeah. solution. And speaking of the solution, yeah. you know, as you and I have talked about, I mean, cholesterol gets a bad rap. And a really bad rap. I'm, I'm sure a lot of folks on tonight's session, they have no idea the importance of cholesterol. You want to talk a little bit about that? Well, not, first of all, it keeps us alive by patching up any wear and tears we have on our cardiovascular system. That's one thing it does. So cholesterol is a repair component. It's repair and building component because that's what fat does for us. Fat is fuel and fortification. Hmm. And now we see Cholesterol is just a form of fat inside of us that is fortification for anything that goes wrong. Cholesterol is also integral in every cell membrane of every cell of our entire body. What are they doing? Okay. So we need cholesterol. Cholesterol also makes us feel good because when I walk out in the sunshine, the cholesterol in my skin meets the ultraviolet radiation from the sun and my body makes vitamin D. Mm. Vitamin D is a precursor absolutely necessary for serotonin production. This is why those of us, our friends who live in Canada, oftentimes take a vitamin D supplement because they're in the wah-wah. And it's not because they're not happy people. They're low cholesterol, low vitamin D, ultraviolet light people. It just happens. Yeah. It happens when we're stuck indoors, right? And also, you know, fe- I mean, it, cholesterol, it, sorry. I was going to say, it reminds me, you've got to look at the blog post, Barb. Uh, in there is Barb's story about being attacked by a raw vegan. And and she was like literally backed up into a corner. It's, it's a hilarious story. It's in the blog post. It. I wish it was filmed. But the, the short version is, is, you know, here's an individual who was doing everything he could to avoid eating cholesterol. He was starving his brain and his mood was in the toilet to say. Well, talk about least. irritable. Yeah. You know, yeah. we... When our body is lacking what it needs, okay, we naturally become angry people. This is why I think shift can actually solve big problems. We are nicer to one another. We have a greater tolerance for injustices against us. We don't get as offended easily. We actually walk with a skip in our step rather than a slump in our shoulders because we're actually a little bit happier, you know? So when it comes, you were saying cholesterol. So yes. it's a fortification. It's a foundation. Without cholesterol, we wouldn't be able to create all the hormones that are those subtle catalyst signals to make everything work optimally. So, you know, low cholesterol, many big doctors are saying the connection, hello, 
We've been putting people on cholesterol lowering medications for decades, and we have an epidemic proportion of Alzheimer's. Any connection? I think so. And what? Okay. okay so we go into this. Into I was going to say, what, what, I mean, you just want to touch on the connection? Well, yeah. Okay. So if we take cholesterol lowering medications, <laughs> It sounds so nice, doesn't it? Yeah. But you know what? It's just going to we'll lower your cholesterol we'll just dial a little it bit. Back a little. You're going to be fine. Yeah, yeah. I remember, we'll they, I remember my, they, Aaron was supposed to go on a lowering medication. I was supposed to go on like, stop right there. Because I knew enough to stay, I'm okay. Well, anyway, so the cholesterol lowering medications, they lower cholesterol by inhibiting a very specific enzyme that stops every cell in our body and most of all our liver cells. This is the majority of the cholesterol is produced in our body, but every cell can make cholesterol. So it blocks a very specific enzyme that actually produces the cholesterol, not just the cholesterol, but even the coenzyme Q10, brain health, antioxidant, powerful. It also blocks the ability for cells to make uh, steroid hormones as well. And these things, cholesterol, the coenzyme Q10, the steroids, these critical players for cell health of our entire body are actually part of the pathway that sustains each cell's life. So blocking a cell's ability to create its key components to stay alive slowly kills the cells. So really, by to lower cholesterol, statins indirectly inhibit the cell from staying alive or therefore nudge it towards cell death. That's how we're keeping cholesterol low. And guess what, everybody? You don't need to lower cholesterol. We just need to improve cholesterol. Triglycerides aren't cholesterol necessarily. It's a different form of fat. That lowers indirectly directly with diet. In fact, in my mind, triglyceride represents your diet, you know, Mm -hmm. and it's mostly carbohydrate. Everybody it's carbohydrate every time. No one would believe that fruit fructose from fruit. I'm eating a banana, whatever. I'm eating some fruit, not saying, and you can't not eat fruit, but we don't eat fruit obsessively thinking it's going to fix something. Well, that's it. We don't, we don't (laughs) adopt a healthy lifestyle, a healthy diet thinking that it's going to drop our cholesterol. Uh, and many doctors now are telling people don't, don't even bother because they know from experience that eating healthy doesn't really help. And we know why, because, yeah. you know. Well, here's an example. So eating more fruit means we're consuming a lot more fructose, yeah. which is a natural sugar. Yeah. But no cell in our body can use fructose. Hmm. So it goes straight to the liver and the liver changes into something we can use. It changes it right into triglycerides. So, you know, the person who goes out and starts eating more fruit than ever, then returns to their doctor, and the doctor says, your triglycerides are out the roof. Well, that's because you told me to eat more fruit and grain. You told me to eat more fruit, vegetables, and whole grains. And that actually makes your cholesterol values less good because it raises triglycerides. Okay. But it also, you know, HDL, high-density high lipoprotein, that's going to be just fine. We want that up nice and high because that's actually the epithelial layer, the lining of our 
blood vessel. It's like a cleanser, a sweeper. Okay, it's the LDL that gets the bad rap. And it's even been giving a name that says bad cholesterol. There's nothing bad about lower, low-density lipoproteins. That's the cholesterol that patches our wears and tears. However, that's the cholesterol that can be oxidized or compromised by those damn AGEs from a high-carbohydrate mm-hmm. way of eating. Mm-hmm. So when you reduce carbohydrate even a bit, your LDL, low-density lipoprotein, it changes from being the hard stuff to the soft stuff again. So it's not bad. The advice is bad. Yeah. You know, yeah. poor cholesterol. Getting that. And when I went through my cholesterol scare, yeah, um, tell us about that. I, I mean, was a, a, I was and, afraid of cholesterol. And one just time. just to set the stage here, <laughs> this is what we're all up against. How do you know what to you do? Know, this is, I mean, and, and you were an extreme, but yeah, I was an extreme. My goodness, you know, every, from from Aaron to many other clients yeah. that have been told, not oh, you have high cholesterol, we want to put you on statins. It's time for a statin. But we, they've been told you're in a category because high cholesterol runs in your family, or because you have a predisposition to high cholesterol. We want to put you on statins now. And it's like, yeah. what? So okay. First of all, we are very inept at using the right words to even explain anything. Human communication is like abominable. So we say things like high cholesterol, right? I'm here to tell you, the only thing you want to be high is your energy, okay? You're fine. Cholesterol, high, low, medium, wavy, whatever, will reflect the stress going on in your life currently, okay? For example... I was involved in a car accident and it was a really bad one, like horrendously horrible, still has post-traumatic right here about it. Regardless, I had just had explained that it was really bad, broken bones, broken heart, everything. Of course, right around that time, we're getting new health insurance. So we had to have our cholesterol tested. Now, usually he and I were lucky, you know, perfect, easy, top layer. You're good. Here we go. Right. I come in as a risk. I'm like, whoa, 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 what do you mean? Your cholesterol is high. And when my doctor and their assistant had gotten my test, I'm driving on the highway, (laughs) heard the message come through my phone. It was hands-free. I mean, I was driving. Uh, But it was already, I was in a stress, scary place of my life. Like life was not working at all. And then I get this phone call and the message was emotionally charged with extreme urgent concern for my well-being. In fact, I had a friend with me who heard it. She's like, McDee, looking at me like, whoa, what? She said, in her defense, she was trying to save my life. But you have, you have the highest cholesterol panel of any patient in my history of treating people. It's like, and you have got to come into my office like pronto. pronto. So I'm driving thinking, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have a heart attack. I mean, I had to talk myself off that like anxiety rise, right? Now, I was just in the beginning. In fact, it was the accident that I'm speaking of that nudged me to shift. Hmm. That's right. So I was just in the baby phase of like, wait a minute. This is not, we don't have this right. So when I went in to see my doctor, first of all, the funny thing is, is the the intro nurse said, hey, I, oh, I, you know, I, I obviously look healthy. I appear like I'm fine other than the cast I had on my arm. And, um, oh, I see you have high cholesterol. So you're on a high, you're on a low fat diet. I said, Mm-mm, I'm on a high fat diet. And she went, 
okay. Oh, and, and, and nothing happened. Okay. I'm like, okay, step one. And then I go into, uh, and I, I will, you know, my doctor back in Westchester, lovely woman. And it was her assistant who made that phone call, but right. a physician. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah definitely yeah. physician. I mean, this is, and the funny, this is the reality. Well, the funny thing is that physician who was gave me that. I was literally, that would have been the heart attack. Not the cholesterol was this news she showed up four days later into my step class on a Saturday morning. And I said, if I go down, CPR me back, you know, I could laugh about it. But see here, the thing is, when we actually know what we're doing, when we understand these universal principles that our body operates on, we can laugh. We can laugh. And when I went in to see my dear doctor, she said, you know what? It is ridiculously high, <laughs> but the ratios are still dead on. And I know you. And I know you're under stress and I know you're in a very painful, physically healing, emotionally healing time in your life. So our, my cholesterol was coming to my rescue, everybody. My, and my LDL, they don't do many tests to find out, is your LDL oxidized or is it fluffy? That's the only really point that hmm. is this delicate place. Well, you know how you can know if your LDL is fluffy or oxidized. Alana knows we get an A1C taken. How sugary is my body over the past three months? Then I'll know how, how decent my LDL, my low density is probably mm. looking. Mm. But you know, my doctor knew that my cholesterol was serving to heal me. And can you imagine we, anyone who's been through traumatic and I know I can, I know who you are. You've been in and still are in a degree of trauma from life events that are unchangeable. Right. You know, your your brain can almost go fire when you are processing grief. Right. And you think to yourself. Our brain literally like gobbles up cholesterol. It's another form of fuel. Right. So my cholesterol being pumped out for use during that stress. But if I hadn't had the wherewithal to say, whoa, whoa. And even for my daughter, Erin, with her endocrinologist, when she was just starting to shift and her A1Cs hadn't been awesome yet, we still said to her, no, thank you on the statins. We know what we're doing. And as soon as you do that, your doctor will say, okay, cool. If they know that you know, or that if they even know that you're eating a little even a little less carbohydrate, they know you're going to be fine. Yeah, it's amazing. It doesn't take much. It doesn't take much. We've... You know, and in the beginning of when you're shifting or those of you who are eating less carbohydrate and allowing more fat into your life, however you're doing it, you know, sometimes if it, you're in the first couple of weeks of doing that transition, you can present with higher triglycerides for a brief period. Do you know why that is? Triglycerides is the form of fat that we carry inside our adipose tissue. But as you're shifting, your insulin levels come down. So fat is free again. It's coming out of storage to be used up for energy. So when you get your lipid panel taken, they're like, you're, oh, I see triglycerides. Well, that's because they're not under my belly fat anymore. <laughs> they're floating around to be used up, you know? And this is the this is the fifth to eighth grade discussion about fuel and fat and cholesterol and carbohydrates and metabolic mayhem and even cancer, even cancer, right? No disease or condition, it's not even a disease, a condition 
is off limits. You know, it's so powerful when it can be conversational. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I hope I touched on everything I was supposed to touch yeah. on. Well, I mean, the good news is we have the training tomorrow yes, night and that's where, night. you know, we're going to get real specific about this whole cholesterol topic. Yeah. Uh, we're going to put, you know, the cholesterol back in the right place. Cholesterol is the good guy. And not the demon. We need to love us. We need to to love us. Our our cholesterol, and then take care of it. Yeah, but also do it in a way where you're not waking up in the middle of the night going, "Oh my goodness, you know what did I have for dinner?" No, and my I'm feeling you know something in my chest. No, you know you're just you're just going to know. And and I, I know years ago I had the steak dinner that you know you not that you. Well, you're so brainwashed you know, you're believing that that's... Yeah, you know, it, it's, it's a passing thought, you know? It's like, well, you know, it's okay if I have steak once a week or once a month, whatever it is, you know? And, and my goodness, to know that that's actually helping. Well, the crazy thing is we have... We are visual creatures. Yeah. We see a marbled steak with a pat of butter, and we might very quickly say heart attack on a plate. Right. I didn't make that up. That's from stuff. Right. Mm -hmm. However, if I was to show a grain salad with fruit and, you know, all this carbohydrate that has been given the white wings of heavenly food, we would never call that a heart attack on a plate, would we? No, we wouldn't. Mm -mm. Yeah. Yeah. So don't blame the cholesterol for what the carbohydrate did is my new slogan. Bingo, bango. Drum roll for cholesterol. All right. We'll see y'all later.